right to coach people till I got in really good shape myself and mm. competed and I done photo shoots and done XYZ because then it's like, okay, I've done the thing, I can teach other people to do the thing. Same thing for a business, like mm -hmm. create multiple very successful businesses. I understand how that works. I then can help other people do it. Is the two biggest important things are uh, communication and attention to detail. And that I think that that is a two-way street. So there's a relationship between me and you that requires me to communicate effectively to you what I expect for you and what I'm going to serve you with. And then you are going to provide me with so that I can better serve you. So when it comes to training team members, that's where we're going with that. It's just the most important thing is you need to hire for attitude and train for skill. Okay. Because there's a negative association sometimes with people who talk about business or they, they, they have business content and they get kind of looked at as like this money grabbing person. When in reality, what I found is, and especially within connecting with you, is they're actually the people who want to create the most change. Um, really good friend, client, um, business mentor in some aspects. Like we, we bounce business ideas off of each other. Uh, and just like uh, a joy to be around when we're, we're together. And um, for, for people who don't know you, kind of like how you came into fitness and like your journey to that, just like the, the brief elevator pitch version of what that looks like because I think to set the table of like being able to talk about coaching development and development of people we need to have an understanding of how you developed yourself to this point because from people on the outside looking in who don't know Charlie is massively like built something that is going to keep him successful and continuing to succeed on different levels as he goes so um, why don't you just tell us a little bit about kind of how you got here I'm saying um Context is everything depending who it's from and yeah. I'll explain why the context of what I had to say has some value. So interesting story, five years ago I saw a real estate agent from Americans, state agent mm -hmm. for people from the UK. So I transitioned from that um, and like anyone who follows like Gary Vee in the business space did the side hustle of online coaching mm -hmm. before many people were doing it and then replaced my full-time job with my passion, what I love doing, which was fitness coaching. So yeah. I transitioned into that. Um, Scaled that business pretty dramatically over the following years to probably the biggest English-speaking fitness business in Europe, mm. as online coaching. Um, moved to Dubai 18 months ago, two years ago. Um, I also have another business which is called Closing Force. We basically have like a sales call center. We sell fitness programs for myself and for other coaches and other virtual products. And then we also set up a business coaching mastermind 12 months ago to basically give people my seven-figure fitness business in a box and, like, here's mm -hmm. the systems and all the pain and mistakes I've learned over the last five to seven years. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of pain and a lot of mistakes. And I think we talk about this sometimes. Is There's a lot of icebergs out there you can hit when it comes to building a coaching business that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and yeah. when you can have someone who has been through that and hit that iceberg, it's very easy to be like, yeah, steer left a little bit. So yeah. that's very much what I feel my mission is now. I'm very, very passionate in terms of, helping people with fitness. I'm very passionate about bodybuilding. I'm very passionate about business because for me, they're all congruent. They sit over each other because mm -hmm. if you're good at business and um, good at fitness and bodybuilding, you should be good at business because the same principles that really apply. Charlie invited me to uh, just kind of help these people with getting to that seven figure mark, right? And what that looks like and what that journey looks like. And it's, uh, it's great conversations to have. And, and when you have those, like there are opportunities that people shouldn't be missing out on. So like highly encourage you just strictly to meet the people in the room, let alone the value that's in that room. Right. So, uh, there's a lot of value within that. And I think one of the cool things to pull out is you had talked about scaling the business on the forefront, the, the coaching business that was a side hustle. And then it turned into this thing that replaced your job. And then it scaled further and gave you leverage to move into these other business opportunities. 
Uh, how much of that do you feel was your capacity to be able to invest in people? Because we're going to kind of touch on a topic today of like person development and how that can help with coaches building better businesses and being better coaches and things like that. And, you know, at the time you probably didn't realize it was person development within your business because you were just like, how do I survive or how do I grow this? But looking back, you know, cause past visions, 2020, right. How much would you contribute that, that scaling process into being able to, to do that? I would say I was fortunate in some aspects that when I was a state agent, I was managing a business essentially then, but for someone else. So I managed okay. a branch that was doing maybe $2 million a year. I was managing the entire team and someone gave me the responsibility of that when I was like 22. Looking back, it was retarded and I had no, <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing, but I was just winging it, right? And I was saying to Luke before, like, I'm very introverted naturally, but I learned how to do all these things. And um, the bottleneck and the penny really dropped for me. Actually, interestingly, I was like 26, 27 when I first got a coach to get me in shape. And I was like, holy shit, this is a secret. This is really easy when you just hire someone else who knows what they're doing to tell you what to do. You do the thing, you get the end result. So whether that's like you helping me get like jacked or whether that's me helping people with businesses or whatever. So um, that then comes down into when you realize like, okay, I was managing teams of people then. I then quickly realized when I was building my online coaching business, the thing that was going to become the bottleneck was me, my time and my mindset. So I was like, okay, I need to create leverage. How do I do that? It's like, okay, yeah. I need to delegate tasks, build teams and, and use systems. And I would say the biggest mistake most coaches are making, and I actually said this to you and I said this on one of our training calls for our group earlier on today, is that people are too scared about spending money. They have yeah. profit margins like 80, 90%. I was like, yeah, that, that's great. You could profit margin of 80, 90%, but you can have that and make $10,000 a month, or would you rather have a 50% profit margin $100,000 a month? Like, yeah. context, right? Yeah, it's... Uh, the thing people don't understand about leverage is leverage is earned and a lot of times leverage is earned via sacrifice and sometimes that sacrifice is monetary and it took me a long time to realize that that was a large step in the direction of financial freedom and and doing what I do at the level today what I also found that it, it taught me though is the ability to invest into people because this is going to be a dual part conversation and I'm going to start with the quality of coaching because I think that's where it has to start I think when we look at people trying to be coaches and when we look at people trying to do what they want to do, you can't, it's, it's very unlikely for you to build something massively successful if you're not actually good at what you do. And, and this was one of the lectures that I gave at the, at the conference where it was like, you are your own rate limiter based on how good you are with your skill set. Now we're going to talk a little bit about expanding that skill set and what that looks like today. But when you see coaches come through and they don't know how to coach, like what is your, what is your gut reaction to those people of like, can I even help you because you're not even good at what you do? I'm trying to think of an analogy of I don't want to stab myself in the eye with a pen when I see it sometimes because respectfully I've helped a lot of poor trainers make a lot of money because we're very good at sales and marketing. We understand the front end processes. Yeah. The problem with that is your is quick money grabs, right? There's going to be no continuity. Clients are going to drop off. Like you mm -hmm. saw earlier, a client of ours in Dallas came all the way to the gym and wanted to have a photo with me and sign a book and all sorts of stuff. It was quite cool. Um, and that's when you actually have a relationship and you're changing people's life. When they fucking love you, they're going to drive from the other side of town just to come and say hello. And the biggest issue that trainers have is that they're not true to their values. So for me, I was like, okay, 
I don't have the right to coach people until I got in really good shape myself and mm. competed and I done photo shoots and done X, Y, Z because then it's like, okay, I've done the thing. I can teach other people to do the thing. Same thing for a business, like mm -hmm. create multiple very successful businesses. I understand how that works. I then can help other people do it. And for me, that's a big framework in terms of you as a coach having full confidence and knowing what you're doing because you're like, okay, I did that. This is what I would do. And these skills as I apply. And I think the thing that's more important in a lot of respects, and you're amazing at this, Luke, is reading people's mentalities in terms of what's really going to make them tick. So to give a really good example to this, you messaged me a couple of months ago. I mean, like, yeah, this check-in system doesn't work for you. Because I was doing, like, an atrocious <laughs> job of, like, filling it in. And to be fair, I was like, for fuck's sake, this is, like, 45 minutes long to fill it in. Like, this is stressing me out. And he's like, just use this email template. It's, like, five questions. And up the folks. I'm like, awesome. I was like, that's me. Um, and that's understanding people's personalities, right? So yeah. that's the same in terms of whether it's a coach um, who's working for you, whether it's a client, whether it's a virtual assistant you have, and it's different people are motivated by different things and they have different needs. And the greater you understand that as a coach from a coaching aspect, the better the relationship you'll have with the client Absolutely. and the better the end result you'll get because they'll have more buy-in. And the better result you get in terms of coaching, the better your business will be because they'll stay longer, you get more results, and I say to everyone, fitness is the easiest business to sell. Because say, for example, you turn me into an IFBB pro and I wander around, I look cool, I've got a cool photo with it. Like, loads of people can come to you, oh, I saw what you did with Charlie, that's sick. Like, same uh, Trevor, who's probably going to watch this, I know he's going to watch this. <laughs> it's a client of ours, a business coach, yeah. uh, business coaching. Um, signed up with you because who are you coaching with? It's like, Luke's amazing. It's like, yeah, you go work with Luke. So yeah. then, do you know what I mean? And that's yeah. the way the world works, right? What I do want to pull out of that is the self-development aspect of that development of other people because I think that's something where you can't provide value to other people until you've developed yourself to the capacity of providing value. I think we see this a lot in the fitness industry of expectations of sponsorships and expectations of being handed things and um, the sustainability that allows for the business to grow over 10, 15, 20 years rather than the two, three, four years of front-end sales. Sales can get you a long way, right, if you're really good at it. But when we look at, like, sustainably growing something over 10, 15, 20 years, that skill set is going to serve you so much because, like you said, you're going to be able to work with every type of person that comes across your desk, whether that's psychologically managing that person, like we talked about with your check-ins, or whether it's just, like, physiologically being able to create a result. And that's kind of where we stepped in as J3 University and was like, we don't feel like there's anyone doing it better. Let us help this community raise the standard of coaching. And, and that's kind of where we've, we've seen that opportunity and, and it's already paid off in people having us tell us that like this has changed their lives for the better and like their businesses are flourishing now. And it was simply from being able to be better at what they do. And I, I start there because your journey of development as you work through this helps you foresee the development of others before they can see it themselves. So when you run across people who have that kind of skill set that are valuable and you, you're looking to plug them into your business or you're looking to develop them as a client or whatever that may be, where do you start with these people in, in, in terms of creating that buy-in? Because buy-in is a huge part of this development process. If they don't want to do what you want them to do, they're not going to do it. You, you said it earlier, you can't take a five and turn it into an eight, but you can take a seven and turn it into an eight really, really quickly. So what does that look like, creating buying with someone? Um, so when it comes to training team members, that's where you're going with that. I suggest the most important thing is you need to hire for attitude and train for skill. Okay. Because like I said to you, I, I would say I'm not innately super talented at one thing, but I'm very 
coachable and quick to learn, not ask many good questions. And that's probably one of the best skills you can learn because then you can you can have because then you can learn anything. And I say the most important thing when bringing these people into your business is probably two big lessons I've learned from experience would be one never no one ever starts badly and finishes well. Mm. Like if someone starts badly, get rid of them straight away. Um, and then the second thing is understanding what motivates people because I at the beginning had a preconceived idea that um, everyone was motivated by money which we all need money to live right but the reality is a lot of people like you can throw more money at them it doesn't improve performance so it's like okay cool what really motivates these people okay so if I look at our coaching team what they really like is like we do events around the world we fly them all in they have a good time we have a laugh and it's, it's cool and a big thing that when you're building a business is people want to be part of a culture so like with our business, the goal is to transform over 100,000 clients by 2030. I think we've had about 10,000 or something so far. So we've got some work to do, evidently. Um, but the reality is we all know the vision and the mission of where we're looking to go with that. And then when everyone's like rowing in the same direction, the boat goes much faster. And yeah. the, what I say to people is like, you're hiring people, but they don't really where you want to take this. Yeah. How do they know what direction to, to go and what button to push, if that makes sense? Yeah, and I, I don't mean to look off camera, but I think one of the things we've done at J3 University really well is just kind of built the team with the same vision. Like Clinton, who's sitting here behind camera is the magician behind all this you're seeing. And, um, you know, other people that are bought into what we're doing and, and what's to come like with, uh, some of the coaching stuff that's going to be coming, uh, for you guys and kind of what that development's going to look like to provide a solution to you guys who are tired of showing up to stage, just not ready or, or not being your best when it's, when it's time to show it is that vision. And I, we talked about a little bit this about this when we were in Dubai about having core principles and and being able to not only voice it but embody it and I think you have to lead by example for an aspect which in fitness can be tough because you become the face of the business and then it's hard to kind of leverage out of that right but um, when you start to develop people under that vision uh, that's where you start to create people who can almost become self-sufficient within their role within the business and start to allow you to create the impact that you want to create. And at the end of the day, this is what it's all about. It's like, how many people can I impact and how many people can I directly help earn a living off of what we're doing and love what they're doing? Like Clinton started with a Sony camera in, my po in a pocket who came to my seminar and I was like, hey, you've got a talent. Let me help you get there. And now he's traveling the shows with John and traveling the shows with me and he's here every month and it's just like you see that journey for people. Um, and I, I kind of want to bring this back to the, the development of the individual when people hit roadblocks because people are going to hit roadblocks where they lack self-confidence and they lack things that um, allow them to do their job efficiently and kind of how you address that because we talked about a little bit off camera about you know things that have gotten me through tough times, right? And we can talk about that or not, but where you see the ability to get someone through those tough times so that they come back to that vision and are reinvigorated by it. I think there's two things to go into that. So I think the reality is if it's you running the business, it's like shit's always going to go wrong. Like, mm. the, And the one thing I'd say is like, you're always going to have problems and that's something I've had to learn to deal with. Like you're, if you don't have problems, you're probably not pushing your business isn't growing. That's a, a true mm. fact, right? So like I always have constant problems. I know you have some challenges and like, that's just the way the world is, right? And your stress tolerance grows as your business grows. Now, when it comes to managing employees through that process, um, the most important thing is being empathetic, which is probably like being honest, not my strong point. 
I actually had to Google that last year. Like, what, does it, what does empathy mean? And it's not actually a joke. It's like, what the fuck do you mean? Um, and because I'm very like pragmatic and like, just do it. Um, yeah, yeah. And the more you can learn to be empathetic and like understanding, the more you can help people. So if people have got kids, they've got different demands, it's like, how can you get this role to fit them? And one thing I would say for some people is like, if that's not your kettle of fish and you're not great at that department of a business, when you have the ability, maybe you get someone else to take that off your list. Um, and a really good exercise I recommend for anyone in running their coaching business is called a love and loathe task. So if you've got a piece of paper, put a line down the middle. Top left, put uh, love. Top right, put loathe. Write everything you do. If you hate managing people, probably shouldn't be doing it because you're not very good. But if you love making content and marketing and sales, that's your wheelhouse and do that all day long, long right? And I think the longer you can identify your, um, quicker you can identify your strengths, the, the faster your business will grow because and the more you'll enjoy it and the less burnout you feel. Because mm. I personally, I feel burnout when I'm like doing admin or like tech stuff that I don't want to do, which is why I just try and get other people to do it. You can ask Clinton how many times I've called him about to throw a phone through a window trying to do tech stuff. It is my least favorite thing to do. I think, uh, I think there's an aspect of that, not only in the business development side, but in the coaching side too, that ability to manage people and read people has to be a skill set to become an extremely successful coach on your own. Now, it doesn't mean that you're forever going to be in that role of doing it from a coach to client relationship. But if you think about it, wouldn't you say that a lot of times that skill set to do that coach to client is then transferred into the scaling of the business? 100%. Because if you look at that relationship building, it's communication. Mm -hmm. So like the way you communicate with your employees and the coaches who work for you as with your clients is very important. You mentioned to me earlier about clients checking in late when they shouldn't be. So that comes down to expectation of like, okay, if you don't check in by X time, I'm not going to respond to the next day. People know where the boundaries are, right? I remember mm -hmm. a good example. I used to be coached by Jordan Peters maybe three, four years ago. If I didn't check in on the Thursday, you're going to reply next week. So like one day I checked in on Friday and then get a response the next week. So I'm like, <laughs> all right, I'm, I'm going to check in when I'm supposed to, right? And it's, it's the same. It's funny because it's true. Yeah. Um, the same thing comes to your employees. Like a big lesson I've learned. I've always had like, Success love speed, so like urgency. I'm like, just yeah. fucking do it now. Um, so I tell someone to do something, like, why is this not done? I was like, well, I didn't know you needed it done straight away. But I was like, I do. <laughs> and um, an important thing is like, and this will help anyone listening to this so much with the business, relationships, anything, and it's a lesson I've learned. It's like, set a deadline of like, could you do this for me by Friday or by X time? Because people aren't mind readers and they don't know like what your expectations are in terms of when you want it done. If it's your business, like, it's your baby, right? So your standards and expectancies should always be the highest. So you have to understand that. Um, I'm going to kind of steer the conversation in a different direction for a little bit and come it back. But I want to pull out something that's not discussed very well in the capacity of someone who doesn't enjoy this stuff fitting in a role. I think that's really important to understand that there are certain people who fit running their own thing. And there's a lot of weight to bear when it when it has to happen, right? But that doesn't mean that they're any more important or less important than the people who are fitting a role in that business and being able to thrive in what that role of their business is. And I do think people tend to talk down to employees. And I think when you start to create a collaborative relationship, that for me is where vision really solidifies what you're doing. Because I tell people all the time, like one of the first things I talk about in a consult with someone is the two biggest important things are uh, communication and attention to detail. And that I think that that is a two-way street. So there is a relationship between me and you 
that requires me to communicate effectively to you what I expect for you and what I'm going to serve you with. And then you are going to provide me with so that I can better serve you. And by doing that together, you grow together and everybody becomes more successful. Do you find that hard to portray sometimes when you're trying to get people into these roles? A hundred percent. I think this is more of a, I've said this to you before, actually, there's a cultural difference sometimes between people in the mm. US and people in the UK, respectfully. And this is not down talking people from Europe because I'm obviously British, so I could say this. People from Europe are much more happy to be number two and work for someone else than people in the US who want to go, go alone and do their thing. Um, sometimes not everyone is supposed to be the main man. And the way I'd explain that is like, do you think number two at Apple made a lot of money? Do you think number two at Microsoft <laughs> made a lot of money? It's like, you don't have to be the main guy to earn a lot. Like some of the guys who work for me earn a, a lot of money. And the reality is like with businesses like that, if you work for someone else, like people work for me and basically know you can write your own paycheck depending on our performance. Like it's endless, right? So, yeah, yeah. Um, and I would say that sometimes the stress that can come with like everyone comes to me for the answers of like, what do we do? So I'll give you a good example. This is like people like, like people like people look at the highlights real business, but they don't look at the bad shit. So, January 2022, Wednesday I got divorced from like a 14 year relationship. Next day I had to like move out of my house, get rid of all my personal possessions, uh, say goodbye to my cats that I loved, and then get set talking about it. And then um, the Friday, like 30 minutes before talking on a podcast, there were like five minutes before my Instagram account got disabled, with like, which was like a big revenue drive of our business with like half a million followers. And I was like, oh, Jesus, like this is not good. Um, and the expression of like, when it rains, it pours. But something I read at the time and it was um, like it's not about waiting for the storm to pass it's about learning to dance in the rain mm. and the lessons you learn from like challenges are huge and that actually allowed us to grow the business a lot more because we thought first uh, sorry, focused on diversifying more which we already had and I think this is one of the big things that a lot of people that are coaching businesses don't take into account is that they put all the eggs in one basket sometimes so like Instagram is their life for fitness and then the account's gone. I've seen it happen to a lot of people, it happened to me. Um, and their business is gone. And that's why an important thing I say to everyone is like, you need to diversify a bit. Um, whether that be podcasts like this, whether that be YouTube, LinkedIn, which we do really well with, whatever. Um, so that's a personal experience. And that's why I say to a lot of people, it's like, yeah, you want to be the main man, but you don't want to be the main man when things go wrong. Because it's like, people want the answers. Would probably be my advice if that's what you're looking for. Yeah, I was telling you earlier, like just some of the stuff that, you know, I've been thinking and developing and kind of just like a lot of sleepless nights and to the point that I'm like fairly certain I don't feel a hundred percent because I haven't slept great in like four weeks. But I, as much as I hate it, I love it. Right. Because I thrive under pressure. It's so twisted, twisted, but I just always have felt like I was meant to be here to create something bigger than myself. Okay. The whole reason when I started No Switch Fitness in the first place that I named it No Switch Fitness rather than like Luke Miller Fitness or anything along those lines because I was like 19 or 20 when I paid for that business license. I had the vision then of like something bigger than just me and I felt like that was my role is to create something bigger than just me. But it, I've I've come to learn in my time. I know I'm only 28, but I feel like I've, I'm like 78 with the, the shit that I deal with on the day-to-day. That a lot of that comes down to being able to weather the storm and taking like the obstacle is the way. For those of you guys who don't know that book, it's, right book. it's, it's a fantastic book. It's based in like stoicism. And I enjoy facing problems head on. 
Now, I might be a wreck and call Clint and be like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I don't know what we're doing. Like, I need some help. But at the end of the day, after a conversation, maybe two conversations, I'm like, okay, I've got a path forward. Let me figure this out. And so when the reason I bring that up is fitting people into roles within a business or fitting people into scaling or fitting people into whatever it may be in order to see this vision out together, um, it doesn't lower their impact. And I think impact is where we can really start to change people's lives in that people never see Clinton, right? He's behind a camera, unfortunately. There's that good picture of us in the gym that someone else took. Yeah, but the amount of impact he's creating with what he's doing is the only reason that I get to sit here in front of this camera or John gets to sit in front of that camera and do what we do. There's personality tests for business development, right? And you have visionary people, you have executors, you have whatever it may be, right? The different kind of four categories. And like, I think there's a large role in the visionary in order to develop people. And I think I've noticed that my time in coaching has allowed me to now do that from a business standpoint. And I think this is where you find, and to bring it all into a question, is when you're communicating that vision to your employees, do you ever show them proof or evidence of the impact that they're creating through that journey? 100%. And the first example that comes to this is not just to talk about sales all the time, is like we have a sales team, right? So people who sell fitness programs is literally showing them, like we send them transformation stuff, like I get my Slack channel, it's like reels of transformation come through all the time. Um, we don't even post them because we have so many. Like you show them to these guys who feel like they're salespeople sometimes, like, yeah, you are selling people, you're selling people changing their lives. Because yeah. the reality is a lot of people aren't in shape because they're not willing to do it themselves. They need someone to talk them into it a bit. Mm-hmm. And you having that skill of persuasion and helping them essentially make a decision is allowing that person to change their life and maybe live an extra 20 years to be around with their kids. Like, that's the impact they're having. And that's also the impact anyone, like, with a coaching business you can have, like, is actually adding years to people's lives and um, letting them be around for their family for longer. The, the day, I remember the day that I learned this lesson very vividly. I used to have a bad association with sales. And that I'm here for the impact. I just want to change people's lives. That's all I want to do, right? Not connecting at the time with my young and stupid self that sales allows you to create more impact. I was running my online business as a side hustle. I was running PT in like a large-scale fitness operation like a box gym. And I had become like the top two like fitness manager in the entire business. And my role there was manager, but I was also allowed to train people. So I had like a time frame that I could train people. You know, you just kind of get to a point where you go through the motions, right? And there's this one kid who I specifically remember how hard it was to get him to sign up for this program. He was in high school. He didn't have much money. His parents were going to help him some, but not a ton. And he wanted to get into the Naval Academy, and he wasn't even close to passing the, the fitness exam, right? So I convinced, I convinced him to buy it. He was like bottom third percent of the people who failed, so like not even close to passing. Six, seven months go by. He trained with me. He wrote me this letter that I still have today sitting in that cabinet, of how much I changed his life, allowed him to pass the Naval Academy and do what he wanted to do with the rest of his life. That was the day that it clicked that like sometimes you have to push people over the edge and it's not from a I need more money standpoint. Sometimes it it, it has to always come from 
a place of helping people. And we talked about how to manage that, like sales drops or whatever that was. I don't really want to get into that today because what I want to bring it back to is understanding that there's a negative association sometimes with people who talk about business or they, they, they have business content and they get kind of looked at as like this money grabbing person. When in reality, what I found is, and especially within connecting with you is they're actually the people who want to create the most change. And I want to communicate that publicly because I feel like people don't see that. Um, and I kind of wanted to hear from you. One, have you had experience with that? And two, how do you manage that with the people that work for you when there might be whisperings that it's all about the money or it's all about this or it's all about that? I we very transparent. So firstly, I got into fitness coaching because not because of money. My previous job, I was making like six figures a year. So I was like, I'm good. Like, yeah. I, I was happy with that, right? You're fine. At the time. Um, and then the reality is that I suddenly saw like how easy it was to get in shape. And I was like... It's easy. And all mm. I did was just showed what I was doing. People came to me. I was like, okay, cool. So I help people. And I was like, like you said, I was like, this is the greatest thing in the world. I got people saying the nicest things to me. And someone who was like very introvert and shy and lacked confidence was younger. was like, this made me feel amazing. And that's really like why I probably pushed the fitness business to where it is now. And like, like the, the guy I met today, like literally has probably made my month of like how nice he was. Um, and then from a business aspect, now helping people with the businesses, there's a huge amount of, bad association with that world and that's why I was very very reluctant and didn't do it for a very long time and it was the point where May last year I had a good friend of mine basically beg me to help him um, because there's a respectfully like if you look at anything you have the highest level of authority is the person who does the thing themselves and then teaches others to do it successfully like that's you with bodybuilding that's me with fitness businesses like mm -hmm. and he basically begged me to help and I was like whatever look, I'll help you just like this is I made a price this is how much it is and he joined his business crushed it, went from like 20K to 70K in like four or five months, like a French guy called Antoine. And I was so happy with the feedback of how I'd managed to change his life and then other people coming to me. I was like, yeah, changing someone's life of fitness is awesome, but then also allowing someone to like give the lifestyle they want to their family is insane. I remember kind of asked Neil saying to me like, he can pay for his mum's washing machine to get fixed and small things like that. I was like, like this is nuts. And the reality of then your impact and how that makes you feel is incredible. And that's the one thing I'd say to anyone was that my big mission is to help as many people as possible. Mm. And by helping people with their fitness businesses, they're helping their fitness clients more. And then they're also helping themselves in terms of looking after and providing their family. And I think that's where sometimes people have too much of a limiting belief that sales and businesses is like a dirty word. I think less in the US, in the UK and Ireland, yeah, very yeah, much so. Very much so. Um, and that's a framework people need to change in their mind because whether anyone likes it or not, everything in life is so. Like, you mean your wife is a cell. Like, every us becoming a friend to degree is a cell. Like, mm -hmm. everything starts with a conversation. I think the more people understand that and understand we live in a transactional society and your job is to, yes, sell people, but also help them so fucking much. They're like, mm -hmm. this is the best thing I ever did, like Luke coming to work with you. This is the best thing I ever did, like Charlie coming to work with you. There is no greater feeling in this world than that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's... Uh Something that as you grow in coaching or business or whatever it is your pursuit is for those of you that are watching, you start to learn what actually matters. And I'll say becoming a dad has been a large part of that for me, especially the last five months, like understanding some of this, how, how it all works together um, and tying it in with family and the impacts outside of that. I've always 
wanted the meta impact to be the people that I work with and the coaches that I touch and the, then the clients that they touch. And like, this is where kind of developing the courses for J3. It's the butterfly effect, right? The butterfly effect, right? What I didn't realize until I had a kid was that it's not just the clients they touch, it's their family that they're paying for the food on the table and the house that they live in and that kind of stuff. That's when it becomes real, and that's when it becomes... I'm sorry, but some people will laugh at the fact that some people call a fitness transformation life-changing. When it is, it really is. It can really change your outlook on everything you do and improve that person's day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. But when you talk about putting food on someone's table or you talk about like a house over someone, a roof over someone's head... That's the kind of impact I'm looking for. And that's honestly where when I think about developing something, I just want this ecosystem of coaches who love what they do and they love bodybuilding or they love helping people with transforming their physique. They appreciate what it takes to do that and they want to do it together. And that's where like we're taking some steps in these next journeys of like what's to come, which I'm super excited to share for you guys and, uh, just kind of the opportunities that are going to be open for that for, for everyone who wants to be a part of that community that's creating, already creating so much of an impact. I cannot go to a show anymore without being stopped and, and being thanked for how one of our courses helped with their prep or how the female module changed their hormonal health that where they can have kids now or where they're able to actually prep again. And you, don't, you start to see that. And I'm not going to lie. There's some trips I hate going before I leave. And it's like... I don't want to leave my family. My wife is like dreading me leaving. And then I get there and all these interactions start happening and you're like, ah, okay, this is why I go. It's funny because I laugh because it's like, I don't know, so like meeting with a client today and there's some other people I need to meet with this week. I'm like, I can't be all, like, I'm so busy and all this stuff. I'm like, <laughs> it's just stressing me out. And then like, I meet them like, this is like the greatest thing ever. Mm. Because naturally I'm introvert and I, I don't want to do that. And I think this is an important thing for everyone. It's like, to be successful in anything, a lot of the time you have to do the thing you don't want to do, mm. but it's never as bad and as big as you think it is. Mm. And the reality is, once you've done it, you feel great. And one of the reasons that a lot of people lack confidence in life is they they let themselves down. So they say they're going to do something, they don't do it. So then what happens to confidence? <laughs> Straight off cliff. Yeah. So it's like confidence is like holding the promises you say to yourself true and actually like seeing it through. Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. And Ben, this has been a great conversation. I think there's a lot of value in just that that value proposition of being able to help people get where they want to be, whether that's into a role of someone else's business or developing their own thing or whatever that looks like and um, how that skill set can change people. Um, I, I got a question about resources. Like, this is not something that's learned just like willy-nilly. I think there's definitely resources that, you know, people can use in order to kind of help with some of this stuff. Like what resources do you see as valuable for developing those skills? Um, if I'm transparent, and this is not plugging us at all. The biggest framework I've learned, like you hear me talk a lot about frameworks, the way I think about things is mm. who, not how. So like, what's the biggest problem I have right now? Who's the person to solve it? So for me, for example, it's like, I need to get bigger and I can compete at high levels. Like, Luke, you're the man. So I was like, who not? I'm not going to sit there and figure it out myself. I was like, let's just hire the dude who can help me do it, and then yeah. I'll execute on it. And the same thing with business is like, okay. Um, so for my own business, like the issue we've had, not issue, error I knew I wanted to optimize my sales processes. So I went and found someone for that. We fixed that. It's crushing it. And I say the most important thing is identifying the problem you have yeah. and then go find the person who can solve that. The other two things I would say which are very valuable right now is – Back when I started, I didn't have me to help me. Like, we put out loads of content to help you for free. 
if you haven't already checked out Alex Hormozzi, very the fitness niche, puts out loads of valuable yeah, content that will help you. Um, and there's tons and tons of books depending on what you need. And mm-hmm. it's like I said to you earlier, it's like the same thing that people come into your life is you need certain books at certain points in your life depending on what the problem is, right? So whether it's a, a managing teams problem, whether it's a, a money problem in terms of psychologically, you don't know how to ha- handle money, whether it's sales, marketing. Um, so it depends on the problem. But I say now you've got the, the beautiful reality if you can find the who, like the person who can fix the problem, you could get free content from people on the internet who basically give everything away for free. And then there's also like books and Kindle and stuff that cost like nothing. Or if you're Charlie, a book on how to breathe. Yeah. Actually, ironically, Luke said this to me today and someone actually gave me a book for breathing. Yeah, we were posing and I was like, dude, you can't breathe or shit. Like, and we need to work on that because you're not presenting your physique because of it. And he was like, well, you know, I got given a book today when I walked into the gym. So, um, Charlie, this has been fantastic. I really appreciate your time. I know you're a busy human. My Instagram, my personal ones are at Charlie Johnson Fitness. We have a business Instagram, which is at Seven Figure Scaling Systems. And then we've got a kick-ass uh, business podcast for coaches and trainers, which is uh, Seven Figure Scaling Systems on YouTube or the Physically Jacked and Financially Stacked podcast. Mm-hmm. Name. And then we also have a fitness podcast called The Shredder Show as well. Okay. Awesome. Well, and until next time, we will see you later. Awesome. Appreciate it.